Good afternoon, good afternoon. This is Apostle Hepzibah from Voice of Many Waters International AACML. <clears throat> so this series that we are recording today, and this will be an ongoing series, this series is what uh, is called Shem's House. Now a little bit of background about Shem. Uh, Shem was one of Noah's sons, okay, and um, the, the the heavenly priesthood that the father had established and and without going in depth too much you know um you know we see that uh cain and abel made offerings to the lord and this was in the very beginning this means you know making an offering is, is, a, is a priestly act and so they were operating in in a in a form of the, of a, a priesthood at that time which um, would only have been received from instruction from uh, our Heavenly Father. And so, um, you know, operating in that heavenly priesthood, and we see that throughout generations, it, it transcends. And also um, Noah, you know, had to have taught his sons because Shem was, was seen as a priest and he taught people the law. And, and the reason why, uh, we, you know, the Lord has spoken to me and has instructed me to begin to do a teaching um, labeling it Shem's house is because uh, there is a need in the body of Christ for an understanding of God's law. And now uh, a lot of times when we start to mention the law, some of the more common things that arise is people say, OK, well, we're not under the law anymore. We're under grace. And while it is true that we have grace and while it is true, we are not under the letter of the law, meaning we do not make the physical sacrifices of sheep and goats, he rams and, and he bulls and such and, and pigeons and doves. You know, we're, we're, we're no longer doing that. We're not, no longer gathering up the grain and making grain offerings and, and all of these different things and avoiding, uh, you know, um, a pig and, 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 and shrimp and, you know, all of these different things. Um, although we're not operating according to the letter of the law, okay, that law still has a meaning and it still has a place. And we have to understand the reason why God established that law, okay? And in and, and Hebrews, it says, talks about the law, says that it was a, a shadow, of that which is to come, which is now, which is this day that we are in. It was a shadow. The law in its time was a shadow or an outline for that which is now. With all that being said, with all that being understood, that means that although we're not following according to the letter of the law, the law still represents something that if we understand the law, it will cause us and we and we obey it in its uh, in its revelation and understanding it will cause us to walk and to live skillfully or it will cause us to walk and live in wisdom and if we walk and live in wisdom then you know of course we will have a a better lifestyle and we will leave a better lineage for our descendants after us okay so Without being, um, without overdoing it and, and putting too much information in one teaching, 
we're going to break it down and we're not going to go over all of the law at once we're going to talk about individual parts as the Lord leads okay and so the Lord led me to Leviticus chapter 12 he led me to Leviticus chapter 12 and we're going to read it we're going to read the portion of it that he spoke to me in and we're going to understand the letter of it and then we're also going to understand the revelation of it and how it applies today and how it could apply today now one thing that I will say about the law is that when we begin to discuss the law and revelation is laid out people will hear according to what it is that they need to apply in their life and once we've applied it in our life we can go back and we can read that law again and God can give us a different revelation that will cause us to continue to grow in wisdom and to continue to grow in 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 um, sound um, sound advice and so what would we say we would say you know um, hear little children the voice of your father hear the law of your father bind it to your neck and let it not depart from you and meditate in this law day and night so Leviticus chapter 12 says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a woman have conceived seed and born a man-child, then she shall be unclean seven days, according to the days of the separation for her infirmity, shall she be unclean and in the eighth day the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised and she shall then continue in the blood of her purifying three and thirty days she shall touch no hollow thing nor come into the sanctuary until the days of her purifying be fulfilled but if she bear a maid child, then she shall be unclean two weeks, as in her separation, and she shall continue in the blood of her purifying threescore and six days. When the days of her purifying are fulfilled, for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring a lamb of the first year for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a young turtle dove and a young pigeon and a young dove, turtle dove a young pigeon and a young turtle or a turtle dove for a sin offering unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation of the priests i'll read that ver that verse again and when the days of her purifying are fulfilled for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring a lamb of the first year for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a turtle dove 
for a sin offering unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation of the priests. Now we'll stop there. There's so many different aspects to these first six verses. And we have to understand that God was very specific in, in the law, in how he, um, in how the law was to be fulfilled and how it was to be followed. It was very precise. And it was very precise because each part meant something. Okay. So we won't necessarily go into all of the individual parts. But what we will say is when we go to verse 2, it says, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, If a woman have conceived seed. So initially when I read this, I, I my question to the Lord was, This was a woman who gave birth to a man child or a female child. And obviously it was not adultery because if she had conceived by adultery, she would have been dead because they would have stoned her to death according to the law. So this had to be a woman who had a child in the appropriate manner yet she still had to make a sin offering and I was curious about that and of course you know according to the letter of the law she had done nothing wrong but that was just a requirement so the question is so what does that mean today what does it mean for us today that this woman had to make a sin offering and so I said okay I asked the Lord and, and he said well what did she give birth to so she gave birth to either a man or a, a boy baby a male baby or a female baby he said what kind of baby and I thought you know a male or a female what kind of male or female and he continued to go back and forth with the questions until we settled on that she gave birth to a child that was flesh and bone, a child of flesh. And the revelation behind that was that this was a woman that gave birth to something of the flesh. Huh. Okay. How can you determine if it is of the flesh? Because now he begins to talk about it's not so much about the woman anymore. It's about people who give birth to things that are of the flesh. It's about people who, um, you know, bring into existence and manifestation in the earth things that are of the flesh. Whether that be a, a, a ministry that is started in the flesh or whether it is a business started in the flesh, or whether it is a family started in the flesh, or whether it is whatever the endeavor is that is started in the flesh and constructed and built, it has been brought forth into the earth realm and it is of the flesh. And so then the question becomes, how can we determine if a thing is of the flesh? And the Lord said that it is in the seed. And the woman 
it says here, if a woman have conceived seed. So the seed determines whether what is born is of the flesh or is of the spirit. And so if the seed is of God, in other words, if the seed, the motive, the intention, the instruction, the origin of the idea comes from God, and it is conceived and brought forth, then it is of the Spirit. But if the seed is of an ulterior motive, if the seed is of a different motive, if the seed is of a different origin other than God, and it is conceived or it is built and it is manifested in the earth, it is brought forth into the earth, then it is of the flesh. It did not find its origin in God who is spirit. It found its origin in something else which is flesh. So this isn't so much about the baby. It was a natural act that they did, but it meant something for people today who we are, we are constantly giving birth to something that is natural or to something that is spiritual. People say, and you may have males, males that say, I'm not giving birth to anything. Men don't give birth. Well, you know what? We're called the bride of Christ. Okay, and the 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 uh, the birth is a representative of a bringing of things into this world. And if we bring things into this world that did not originate within God and his plan and motive and desire, then it is of the flesh. And so because of that, because she gave birth to something that was of the flesh, she gave birth to this baby. It tells us that she was considered unclean according to the days of a separation for infirmity so she be unclean and all in all she was separated for 40 days she could not touch any hollow thing nor come into the sanctuary and then he began to show me some things and we have people in in churches and they're in and in many ways not in all cases of course but in some ways there are there is no commitment they bounce from this church to that church to this church to that church and there's always a reason there's always an excuse it's always their season was up or whatever it may be but there's no settling and there's no 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 consistency within where they are we wonder why where did this come from why is this why does it seem like they cannot settle in any sanctuary because they are operating this law in a way is operating that prevents them from settling into the sanctuary and it prevents them from settling into the sanctuary because there is something that is unclean and this doesn't mean that, oh, they did this or they did that. But what it means is that there has been a seed that is an unclean seed. It is a seed that was not, that did not find its origin in God. 
that has been planted. And because this seed has been planted, maybe they were uh, 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 in a ministry. And this ministry was a ministry that was birthed out of the flesh. And because it was birthed out of the flesh, it sowed seeds of flesh within the people. And it created a people that cannot settle. It created a people that cannot commit. But there is a way for people to be free from that. And so there is the separation. And not only is that not only is there the separation, but there is also the aspect of it which is unclean. And so we see that anything that is birthed out of the flesh is unclean, and the person who birthed it is considered unclean. And so, of course, because many of us, if not all of us at some point or another, have given to birth have given birth into this earth realm to something that is of the flesh, how do we rectify it? Then it goes down and it tells us that when the days of her purifying were fulfilled, the days of her purifying, when she came to the knowledge, to the complete knowledge, that she had given birth to something of the flesh. And when the life force or the blood which flowed out of her had ceased, when the life force and the drive for these things that are of the flesh comes to an end, and we have recognized that we have given birth to something that is not of God. Then she brought a sacrifice. Well, of course, we're not bringing bulls and goats and things like that for sacrifices, but there are still sacrifices. There is still a sacrifice. And whether it is we give birth to something that is of the flesh or whether it is we give birth to something that is of the spirit, there is still a sacrifice that must be made. She gave birth to a sacrifice. And remember, it was a sin offering. And a sin offering, this means that something had to die in place of the person who committed the sin. And of course, we know that Jesus became sin who knew no sin and died on the cross for us and put that sin to death. We know that Jesus himself is the sacrifice for all mankind, for all sin. And what this, what this tells us is, is that he has made the sacrifice. But now we must bring into alignment these things with the sacrifice that he has made. And so if a thing that is of the flesh has been birthed and brought into the earth, then it must die. Why? Because Jesus bore it on the cross and it died. It is dead. So if he if he if he put it to death, then it cannot live. It cannot continue to live because then it is a living lie. 
Jesus put to death the flesh, which means the things of the flesh. And so if we birth things that are of the flesh, this means that they must be put to death. They must come to an end. They must cease to exist. They must stop. It must be cut off from us. It must be circumcised. And then we must receive the seed of God concerning it and give birth to it as it is a seed from God in the way that God has said it must be given birth to. Now, likewise, if we, on the other end of the spectrum, give birth to something of the flesh, well, there is no sin offering that is necessary, but there is still an offering. The offering that must be made is likened unto Hannah. Remember, Hannah was in the temple and she was crying. She was overcome with grief so much that the priest thought she was drunk and was ready to begin to chastise her and scold her for being drunk in the temple. And she said that I'm not drunk, that she is a, a woman that is, is full of grief or sorrow because she has, has not been able to have a child. And she made an agreement with God, a covenant with the Lord, that if the Lord would give her a child, that she would dedicate that child to the Lord. And so she gave birth to Samuel and she dedicated Samuel to the service of God. And the sacrifice is, is that when God gives us seed and we give birth to the seed, we give birth to this, this thing of the spirit that came from God. The sacrifice is we must dedicate it to God. We must dedicate it to service unto God. To service unto the kingdom. To service unto his people. We must dedicate it to that. We must follow the instructions that the Lord gives us pertaining to that. Understanding that this thing is now a thing that belongs to the kingdom of God. How would you have me use this to further and advance your kingdom? And likewise, if it's a thing that is of the flesh, it brings us back to uh, David and Bathsheba, who they bore and gave birth to a child that originated of the flesh. And that child had to die no matter how much fasting and praying David did it did not change the fact that that thing that was born of the flesh had to die and so these are just uh, uh, things for us to meditate on pertaining to the law and this is, is, is just one and if we learn that in all things that we do, we wait for the seed of God and we give birth to the things of God and the seed of God. And then when it is given birth to, we dedicate it to the service of the kingdom. We will find much, much peace. We will find much prosperity in it. 
because it is done according to God's way and it is done according to God's law. No sheep, bulls, and goats necessary. But the law did mean something. That's all for today. Again, my name is Apostle Hepzibah. This is Shem's house.